Hungry Trilobite Podcast would like to acknowledge conventions such as WeedonCon. WeedonCon is a fan-generated charity event for Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, Firefly, and all Joss Whedon creations. It is scheduled for October of 2020 and is held in Los Angeles, California. Portion of the proceeds benefit the Los Angeles LGBT Center as well as the Ron Glass Memorial Scholarship. See details at WeedonCon.com. Welcome to today's episode of the Hungry Trilobite Podcast. My name is Aaron Bossig, and I'm going to be your host. Today we are going to have two guests on, Derek Dedeau and Michael M. Key, who are the webmasters at WeBeGeeks.net and have a whole slew of podcasts between the two of them. I really, really enjoy getting to talk podcaster to podcaster because the business of podcasting is still relatively new and unexplored. Let's get started. On mic today, we actually have two gentlemen here, Derek Nadeau and Michael MC. MP. MP. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, it's all right. Uh, you guys yeah, are. The, you the should hear what Mike does with names. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm sitting right here. <laughs> I just like the you guys are the talent behind Weeby Geeks, which is a fantastic geek resource on the net. And um, I've just been introduced to your your program, but we've had a lot of people on lately from podcasts and blogs. And this is something I love. I love to get into this uh, kind of stuff as to why we sit down and, and write articles and and text about the things we care about. So, uh, you guys want to tell us a little bit about your site? Uh, well, the website is uh, just a pretty much a landing page for the podcast because in the podcasting world, you, it's best to have a website to, or even if you're using something like Podbean or Libsyn or whatnot, still get to have your own website to to grow your identity. Um, but we also get other lately because of this virus that shall remain nameless, as we say on our show, um, we have been uh, more diligent about getting new stories up about press releases on different new toys coming out or other other stuff as it happens. And actually this week, I had gotten really slammed and I'm behind on it. Uh, as we're recording and that's going to be part of my weekend since I'm off the next three days to, to kind of get all that caught up. But yeah. And then also too, Derek and I are also uh, two of three people on another show together called Wookiee radio, which is our star Wars podcast. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with you. That's something that I'm having a hard time understanding why we got away from the idea of you need to have your own website because just trusting your content to somebody like Twitter or Facebook or Podbean or Stitcher, I mean, they're great resources, but to just give them the, the keys to your kingdom, I think is very short-sighted. Yeah. I think a lot of it is, um, I, I hate, I don't want to be negative about it. So please don't take it that way. But it, I'm be. I'm gonna be blunt. I think a lot of it's laziness. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, people just don't want to. Um, I mean, I'll admit there was a time with all the shows. 
Well, it, it, part of it was laziness. Part of it was I just wasn't managing time right. Um, what was it, Derek? I, <laughs> one Friday before we recorded, I said, hey, I finally got the, sh- the shows updated on the website, and I was 12 episodes behind. Three months behind getting them up on our main site. Uh, we I also run a network, quote-unquote network site. Um, I don't like using the word network anymore. Um, I call it a podcast collective because that's what it is. It's a collection or a collective of podcasters with like minds, like thoughts. Um, and... Uh, and I went with Collective to make us stand out, separate ourselves from the rest, do something out of the box to be different. So, in your defense, when you do something like this, operating a podcast or a blog or something of that nature, where you're making serialized content, especially for geeks, you can't do it all. There's some there's something where you're just going to have to let something slide, and sometimes that is the website aspect of it. Yeah, true. I, I like to liken uh, a podcast to like playing Agricola, because if you're a fan of the, the board game Agricola, the game is designed so that you can't actually do everything you need to do to win. You have to pick what you're going to slide on and just hope it it pans out. Yeah. Well, Derek also runs two shows of his own outside of that. That's why, um, like with Wookie Radio uh, and We Be Geeks. Well, Derek does all our show write-ups on, on Weeby Geeks, and I don't think I ever thank him enough. And don't say I don't thank you, because I have thanked you. But I don't think it's enough. Um, and and he and Ken alternate weeks on Wookie Radio, because I also do a third show on my own, and getting ready to start a fourth show um, with my daughter. Yeah, I'm joining your world, Derek, with four shows. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> um, but I'm also maintaining the websites. Uh, Derek has access to the website and knows anytime he wants to put up something review-wise or story-wise, he's more than welcome to. I mean, he's got that access. Um, it's just I know he's been busy with his own stuff and, and the sites he has for, for his two shows. Um, so, I mean, it's difficult when... For us, at the moment, we're not really getting paid, so it's still a hobby. But, God, we're putting in the time for it like a like a second job. And I'm not going to speak for Derek, but I'm sure he agrees. You know, the aspiration is there to, man, I wouldn't mind pulling in enough dough where, you know, maybe I can cut back to working four days a week instead of five because I'm making enough money from the shows to, to supplement and and be comfortable. But that's the hell of a thought right there. But let's, let's say you're, you're doing four shows. You're not Uh getting paid. Why do you do it? Cause I think that's where the geek part comes in is like, we got to look at the, the love of the material. Well, I'm going to let Derek start on this one, on this question. Well, uh, since I am on four shows, I can tell you that, um, obviously, I must love doing podcasting, but uh, it, 
the reason I love doing it so much is because it's fun to just have people to talk to about the stuff that you love. We all love doing that. Um, so, of course, I got started with Mike, so that's what, you know, I, so uh, I think we've come to, we've gone through a couple of different people on, on Weeby Geeks, and, and it's come down to just me and Mike, and I think we we ended up being a good team on that. And with the three of us on Wookiee Radio, I mean, we all love Star Wars. And um, so then, because I enjoyed doing the po- podcast with Mike, you know, I ever since I started listening to podcasts, I always wanted to do my own podcasts. And uh, so I do a podcast called Keepers of the Fringe because it started out as me and my best friend would get together each week and we just we just watch a movie, like a cheesy movie, just for, for fun. And then, then I said, you know, and we'd make fun of it and all, you know. So I said to him, you know what? This would make a great podcast, so we should do it as a podcast. So that's what we started doing. So we do Keepers of the Fringe, where me and my best friend talk about, you know, all kinds of movie-related topics, and then we review a cheesy movie each week. Um, this mo- this this week we're going to be reviewing a movie called uh, Human Lanterns. So you know, um, and then. My fourth podcast, the New England Society of Geeks, I did that because I wanted to do a podcast where I could do – it started out as I wanted to do a podcast where I could gather together a panel of geeks to discuss a topic each week. But, you know, it, it's hard getting people together. So I've kind of branched out into other things as well with other topics where, like, I'm doing – I do uh, – uh, I'm currently doing a rewatch of the entire Star Wars saga, including all cartoons and TV shows. Um, so I do an episode of that um, for the podcast, and then I do other things. And that has just become like, whenever I have a crazy idea, I put it on that podcast, and I'm like, oh, I'll do an episode about this. Or I just recently did an episode where I gathered together some people to just talk about collecting. And uh, I know I love I love it. I have a lot of fun doing them. I'm yeah. naturally an intro- introvert, mm-hmm. so uh, so podcasting kind of gives me an outlet where I feel comfortable. You took the words right out of my mouth there. I mean, I was noticing as you were talking there that there was a trend is. Everything you were talking about was a matter of getting people together, hanging out with mm. your friends, getting a chance yeah. to get a dialogue going. You're, you're taking something that's not by its nature a social thing and making it a social thing. And in, in these times when we're feeling extra isolated more so than ever, that's very valuable. Mm. All right. And it's something that podcasting is, has become is – uh, just a way of reaching out and, and building communities of people who aren't physically close to each other, but right. might have a lot of really great ideas to bounce off of each other. Oh, yeah. So I go ahead. I'm sorry. Did I interrupt? No, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> just thinking out loud here, Um, but like you're, you're saying you're putting together these ideas for rewatching your shows or, uh, 
put that is there did you, are you getting feedback from your fan community as, as you go along doing this well that's a little trickier <laughs> we, we we seem to have a hard time getting feedback from pe- people for some reason which can be a little frustrating sometimes but i think i think the show we're getting the most feedback from is wookie radio um yeah, the title alone is hilarious <laughs> and and I think we just happen to fall in the right place with that because of, I mean, a lot of the people we follow on Twitter or, or that account follows on Twitter definitely are other Star Wars podcasters. Um, why not? We all have a common goal. We all have a common thought. It's, it's a way of brainstorming ideas without officially sitting down going, hey, let's brainstorm ideas. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I'll admit, I've seen someone go, hey, we talked about this. And like, you know, that's kind of a cool idea. We'll Maybe we'll throw that as a topic in our show as right. well. So, um, Is it stealing? Some may say that, but <laughs> we're not duplicating their conversation. No. We, are, we are having our own because, to be honest with you, I, had, I haven't listened to all the conversations, so I couldn't couldn't begin to uh, duplicate exactly what they're saying. So That's something that I think, it's an argument about podcasting that I hear a lot and it just never sticks with me, is somebody saying, your show isn't valuable because you're ripping off what this guy's doing. And my right. response is, if what that guy's doing is great, rip it off. I mean, if you're copying something of value, that's a good thing. There's a lot of garbage out there. Right. You know, I, I fault the people who are making garbage. If you're making something great and somebody else happens to be doing it too, I don't see a problem with that. Now, con- content's one thing. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go out there and steal someone's tagline, which I've had someone right. do to us. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I, I'm not gonna steal tagline. I'm not gonna steal catchphrases. But I mean, if you have a good topic idea. Well, of course. I was like, you know, that's pretty cool. You got me thinking. And, and I even give credit. Hey, I I heard this over on this show, or I read this topic idea from this person on Twitter. That would be cool to talk about. Now, so we, we try and give credit when when we come across stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas others would go, hey, what do you guys think of this idea? And then you got three four people doing the same idea, and, there, and there's no credit out there to... To anyone, so. Well, in some cases, also, I don't think it's necessarily stealing an idea if it's if it's something you know if it's especially like Star Wars related. If right. we're all in 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 a community of Star Wars fans, and we want to talk about something that we heard somebody else talk about, that's just normal. That's just you know we just happen to be recording ourselves talking about it. Right, but it. I think it is stealing, though, like I said, if it's uh, taglines or catchphrases or stuff like right. that. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, thinking more high concept here, you know, just basic ideas, formats, those things are meant to be played with. They're meant to be passed around. You know, catchphrases, taglines, like you're saying, that's something specifically that you're branding yourself as. That would definitely be a no-no. Right. right. But, like, I... 
I got into podcasts in 2007, 2008, and the first one I really found and sunk my teeth into was Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Okay. And I love Dan Carlin. And, and people were always saying, well, these other history podcasts are coming out, and they're ripping off Dan Carlin. Like, yeah, but he's doing a fantastic job. I mean, if you can copy that and do it a tenth as good, you're you're adding something better to the universe. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, or I, Dan, I, you got, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I, I agree. Uh, and, and sometimes something like that, imitations, flattery. It's mm-hmm. a format that works. Okay, I want to duplicate a formula that works. All right. Cool, I'm okay with that. I mean, it's done all the time on TV. Mm-hmm. It's done all the time in film. I was just about to use the example of, we're all Star Wars geeks here. How many movies ripped off Star Wars? A lot. And a few of them were actually pretty good. Uh, sure. The original yeah. the original Battlestar Galactica was ripping off Star Wars. Yeah. Putting their own twist on it. But not only that, Star Wars itself is not a completely original idea. Of course not. Uh-uh. I love so, to sit back and, you know. and just watch Star Wars, especially like the first two movies kind of gets away from it when Jedi comes out, but just the first two movies liking to see where they got the, the inspiration from old serials and old sci-fi mm. TV, just a really good golden right. age sci-fi tropes. And just yeah. look at it from that perspective. It's a lot of fun. It's the same way yeah. with the, with the, the first three films of Indiana Jones as well. Mm-hmm. Or the adventure serials. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. And I think that's one of the things I liked about um, the Michael Keaton, Tim Burton, Batman, uh, especially going into Dark Knight, uh, Batman, then Batman Returns. Even though each film is a standalone, it's also um, it's it's almost a serial with the way he was going with it. Okay. I mean, it, it kind of, and it, and I was enjoying, you know, and around that time, I remember, oh, it was still, I don't remember which film, maybe it was Batman Forever was coming out, and um, either Sci-Fi or Comedy Central was showing the old original Batman movie serials from... Mm-hmm. Uh, 42 and 46 or 42 mm-hmm. and 48 I think it was uh, I actually think it was 42 and 45 because there was one that was post-war I believe yeah I think that was 46 it's either 46 or 48 yeah I could look it up which, but it does. which definitely would not fly today because no. the villain is Asian descent and mm-hmm. at the time but it it was justified at the time of, of the film was made. Mm-hmm. That that's that's a snapshot of what society was back then. Mm-hmm. And and look at you know, look at it for them. I mean, I think it's stupid putting a disclaimer now in front of Gone with the Wind. Oh, this was because of when the times of yada yada. I'm like, if you know your history. And everyone should go into school except younger kids who haven't hit that part yet. 
then you should know. Uh, yeah, but, but it, it's not. You can't rely on that because history is not taught the same everywhere, and it's no, not it's always not taught well. True, it's not. I I think to your point, Michael. I even if what I'm seeing in that movie is, and I'm not the biggest Gone with the Wind fan, so that's that's I have no dog in that fight. But even if if I'm looking at something and I'm seeing something that's very tasteless and offensive based on its historical perspective and if i'm just like wow i don't like that at all the fact that it's capturing that moment in time it, even in a negative sense i think is valuable because like okay these people didn't know that somebody would look back at them 70 years mm. later and say oh no no no, that's not okay they thought they were they were being sincere in making this and that's we should grab that and study it rather than make excuses for it if you philosophy is if you forget the more you tend to forget about your fat, your past, or write it off, the more likely you are to be doomed to repeat it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, I don't ever forget about my fat. So just, to, I just wanted to point that out. I, I'm still not calling you Zod. <laughs> you will. <laughs> to be fair, he didn't specify he was talking to you. I've had a couple extra cheeseburgers lately, so. <laughs> I'm just saying that's one one thing you don't forget about. <laughs> but no, I, it's like I that's one of the reasons I love watching old movies is because sometimes you're just going to see a radically different perspective than what you're used to and that's hello, that's life. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's also that's also the beauty of art and movies and things too is seeing something that you 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 yourself might not have experienced or know about necessarily. I guess uh, uh good. I was going to say I I think I agree, yeah, for sure. I so but you're you're saying you saw Batman as a, a serial, like an actual, the, the 1989 movie as a serial? I, I, th- I think the way Burton was heading with it, it, it kind of had a serial vibe to it. That, you know, if his third film actually got made and he was kept on, mm-hmm. it would have been... I, I think it, we would have seen more of a serial-esque vibe to it. But it okay. didn't get that far. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the Warner Brothers decided to go a completely different direction. And then when Bruckheimer tried to copy it... No, it wasn't Bruckheimer. Schumacher. Schumacher. Schumacher tried to copy it. He couldn't do it. It wasn't his type of film to copy. So, but no, I I think it it was very, very serial esque. Because I mean, I the, could, the, yeah. the first movie, the first movie definitely had that. Okay, here's a chapter one, two, and three vibe to it. Mm-hmm. And see, I at full disclosure, I like the first movie. I'm not enamored with it like many of the people in my age group are i think it's a great movie i don't think 
it's the gold standard. So I, look at it. I agree with you. I, I I feel it's a little dated now, but it is. It's definitely not a gold standard film, but to me, I think of all the all the Batman movies that have been released in the theater in my lifetime, and this is post Adam West, the Batman sixty six film. Mm-hmm. Um, Keaton's that original Batman, I I feel is the best. Uh, I would go second, probably the second Nolan movie because mm-hmm. what he did with joker was incredible as well with heath mm. with heath ledger yeah see i would that that one's my favorite that will that one's definitely my favorite but but i'm not a, i'm not a fan of the of the nolan nolan verse i mean he's he did some great things bringing scarecrow in was great new new villain his take mm-hmm. on joker I love was great the first two yeah the third um, one, though, was... Mm. As much as I love the Riddler, and Derek will attest, I, I love the Riddler. I enjoy seeing him on the big screen. God, that movie was... It was bad. Mm. Schumacher let Jim Carrey go too over the top and, and didn't rein him in enough. At that point in time, I was... The, the line I was always hearing was that one does not direct Jim Carrey. One points the camera at him and lets him do his thing. I don't know if, <laughs> if anybody had actually tried to rein him in if they would have been successful. I think in, and years after that, that changed a bit. But at that point in time, it was like Jim Carrey is Jim Carrey and you either take it or leave it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that and makes I, sense. I, I like Batman Forever, actually. I mean, there's a couple of niggling points I have on it, but I mm-hmm. I think it was a little closer to what I was hoping to see from Batman Returns, which I think is my least favorite Batman film, I'll be honest with you. Really? Interesting. I, I love DeVito's Penguin. Um, yeah. My my issue with, with Penguin and that was... I didn't mind the mannerisms. I didn't mind like him sitting there eating a raw fish and all that. <laughs> uh, that, you know, grabbing it and just going right into town. Um, I think for me, it was um, the choice and direction with the makeup on him. The face didn't bother me, but it was making him. He, I understand they tried to make him look like more like a penguin. Um, the hands didn't bother me, but I think they, he was, to me, he was too beach ballish mm-hmm. look wise. Yeah. And that bothered me. He gave us a Burgess Meredith style penguin, but the longer nose, the flipper type hand, the same attitude that DeVito brought to it, but still more constantly in a tux, more prim and proper. Uh, even even the show Gotham went more that direction. Right. Um, I think I think I would have been okay with DeVito's Penguin. It's just 
Uh, the longer the longer nose, cool. He looks like a bird. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it, it was the beach ball look that was the turnoff. That one thing is like, yeah, but no. <laughs> it's like I'm being not announced. A- it's like being a non-smoker, asking a girl out, and getting ready to kiss her, and she lights up a cigarette. Uh, no. For me, that yeah. is a weird analogy. Yeah, I, I didn't quite see that one coming, but <laughs> I get it. But <laughs> now we're all—all all three of us—are thinking about kissing Danny DeVito. You realize that? Oh, it's just me. Okay. Hey, so if it pays the bills, well, yeah. I, I've thought of it before, so it's you know it's nothing new for me, but. I'm not really a fan of any of the things you mentioned, the, the beach ball, the nose, the, the flippers. It, it was all off. But what the poison pill for me was that so many people are like, it was gothic. It was dark. It was a great take on Batman. And I'm looking at this thinking, yes, but if you want an authentic Batman, the Penguin is a joke villain. The Penguin is a lighthearted villain in between the serious villain stories and that they made him the most grisly, disgusting villain there was. That's not yeah. authentic at all. That's that's a complete, I don't want to say betrayal of the character, but it's not a take I care for at all. Mm, and that ruined right. it for me. On top of every other thing, which I didn't really care for either. I mean, they, they could they could have lightened up uh, the actual lighting mm-hmm. to make it a little lighter, uh, even though it's a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Um because Penguin isn't that dark, as you said. Yeah. Um, maybe that would have helped, too. I mean, Joke, the first one I thought, look-wise, could have gone a hair darker. Or, or when I thought they could, they did because they did most of the action at night, not during the day. Mm-hmm. Because it right. seems like that's when Joker comes out to play is at night. That's when Batman's coming after him at night. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they did the daytime stuff, I mean, it was it was great. It looked like okay, Gotham could be a mix of New York and Seattle. There's bad weather there all the time. It's constantly cloudy. This is why the city's in the mood that the city's in. Cool. Um. But I don't think we saw enough daytime stuff in Batman Returns, and I, I think that that made it a struggle as well. I can agree there too. I, and to contrast it, I, I know saying it's my least favorite Batman movie is putting me out on a ledge here. But I will say, number one, I, I haven't know. seen Justice. I haven't seen Justice League yet, so I can't count that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Batman and Robin. As terrible of a movie as it is, there are days I will just want to watch something silly with a beer, and that is not a terrible choice to make. It's one of those movies mm. you can be in the mood for it. And not at least me. Silver film, so. I, not me. Okay. Fair <laughs> that, movie, well, well, that movie offended me on so many levels that it just, I cannot ever watch it again. Well, with me being a hockey player or trying to get back onto the ice... Oh, okay, we're going to freeze the ground. Everyone's going to be skating around. You see everyone initially. So you know they're supposed to be on ice. It's like, But you watch everyone skating around. 
They're not on ice skates. They're on rollerblades. And it was like, but all the still shots, they're wearing, like with Batman and Robin initially, you see hockey skates, or you, you see steel blades come out. Then they start moving, and everyone's on blades. It's like, all right, no. <laughs> now, I mean, you're saying that movie hurt you and offended you. I blame that movie for damage to my kidneys because I saw it the, in the theater the weekend it opened and I got the giant 40 ounce soda with me there and I kept saying I'm not going to take a bathroom break because it has to be getting good soon. I don't want to miss the part where it actually gets good and it never did and yeah, I, my kidneys were not the same afterward. Your, your, your kidneys yeah. were looking at you going, freeze. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, just so. uh, just what they did to Bane, and and just and uh, and I liked the idea of Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mister Freeze, but then the, the dialogue the costume was, was so great. Bad. The costume was great. It, it, yeah, that was, um, that was Schumacher just getting to trying to go. He couldn't pull off the Tim Burton, so he was trying to go more towards a Batman sixty six vibe with it, and he. Still couldn't pull it off. Mm. And then Uma Thurman was good. Yeah. But that, you know, I won't get into that detail. Um, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. And then even I Alicia have no Sil- clue Silverstone. what you're talking about. <laughs> even Alicia Silverstone was not great. And ugh. well, they changed the whole Batgirl character. With her, that bugged me. Yeah, a lot. it's not Barbara Gordon. Yeah, it's a whole new person. Right, and I didn't understand what the point of that was. Mm-hmm. And then that whole line at the end: "Who are you?" It's me, Barbara Bruce. <laughs> no, <laughs> world's no. greatest detective at work here. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, 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 I that said that was, was horrible. I'm not putting it on a high pedestal, but I do put it a notch above Batman Returns. Just because I can occasionally be talked into watching it out of pure silliness. I will say the one thing about that movie is I don't think I don't think I I don't think George Clooney was horrible. I think maybe he if he had given gotten a better chance at a better movie, maybe he could have been better. So mm-hmm. I don't like I don't I don't blame everything on George Clooney. No, uh, not uh, necessarily. His, his Batman was I a would, bit nippy. I would. Uh, I'm never gonna get into that. <laughs> but I would I would like to have seen what he could have done with an actual decent as Batman. Yeah, I I I thought Clooney's Batman was better than Kilmer. I thought Kilmer was the better Bruce yeah. one. Uh, I, I yeah. would agree with that. But, but Keaton was perfect both ways. I love Keaton's Bruce. I love Keaton's Bats. I mean, they were both good. Um, I, for, I, for me, I loved though, it. I really liked his Bruce Wayne. His Batman was okay for me. 
for for me though, if I'm going to channel stop, I'll channel stop on Batman Forever before I channel stop Batman and Robin, and that's only mm. because of Riddler. I I I I have a love for the Riddler. What was your take on Two Face in that one? Confusing, because we get in the first two films, yeah. Harvey Dent's Billy D. Williams. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden. Harvey Dent gets acid thrown on his face, becomes Two Face, and it's Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> it's like, wait, how did it go from Billy D. Williams to Tommy Lee Jones? And and I think making the casting of originally of Harvey Dent as Billy D. Williams. I almost felt that we were never going to see a Two-Face, and I was almost yeah. okay with that. Yeah. And, I, and, I was, and I would have thought, okay, we're going to write Billy D. Williams out of this by doing the acid bit, and then that's going to just mm-hmm. write him off, and he goes into Arkham because he's gone insane because of it. And we may see the Two-Face character appear briefly there, um, not to knock... Billy D. Williams, but I don't, I don't see him in a Two Face role. His dent was fine. Two Face, I just didn't see it with him. Well, mm. it, from what I've heard, he was actually contracted to play the character in all the movies, including if and when he was turned into Two Face, and they ended up canceling that contract just to get Jim Carrey. Uh, Which are not to Tommy Lee Jones. I'm sorry, Tommy Lee Jones. Well, part of it was too. Well, the contract was broken as soon as they let go of Tim Burton. Mm -hmm. That's why. That's why, because they wanted to keep Keaton, and Keaton's like, uh, no. He purposely, in negotiations, overpriced himself so they wouldn't bring him back because he wanted to keep. He felt Tim Burton was the better choice. Well, he was right. Uh, very much so. And it's almost like that that movie has cursed later uh, efforts as well, because I, from what I just discovered this this week, apparently there was an idea pitched to DC in 2015 to do a comic book based on that the universe created by the 1989 movie that would have had Billy D. Williams, you know, in comic book form as Two Face and a continuation with the Robin character. And they decided, hmm. no, we should make Batman versus Superman instead. Mm. <laughs> so, so the right people are definitely in charge up there. Oof. Yeah. 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 Hey, yeah. Derek, I would say this, our, our thoughts on all that would be best described as. <laughs> best put sure <laughs> i actually i brought this up on the very first episode of the show i said i saw the movie and i had feelings i had feelings don't run away from those feelings well actually in this case you you may want to run away from those feelings <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
<clears throat> so guys, uh, what are your plans for the Wookie Radio in the near future? Um, we are more Wookies. Yeah, we we have quite a few um, other podcasters coming on the show because uh, we we've been doing that, especially. Well, we kind of started it before the virus that shall remain nameless uh, as a way of just kind of helping grow our audience and exposing them to other podcasters and hopefully having those podcasters share us with their listeners and their audience. That that has really grown from what we initially had just planned. Yeah. It's like the first time I put it out, there was quite a few people. Yeah, I would love to come on. Second time I put it out, oh, my God, the response was insane. <laughs> mm. I mean, it, it took me a while to get people the first time. The second time, I was like, uh, guys, we are, what was it, end of June? I'm like, we're booked through the through mid-August, <laughs> we guess. <laughs> well, congratulations. So, I mean, with 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 that, I mean, that whole concept has been great because we also, as you'll experience, because you're coming on the show on August 5th Logging forward to recording um, we do a a game called that's our icebreaker called Smuggler's Feud yeah and it it's based on the loosely based <laughs> on the loosely okay very loosely based so 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 loosely based on on family feud that job of the huts that carrie fisher couldn't stay in her metal bikini consistently while on set oh wait she had that problem anyway um the uh i have both for um, the Marvel Family Feud game and the Star Wars Family Feud game. And we have turned that into, when we have other podcasters on, a uh, break the ice type moment and do a competition between podcasters. Interesting. Um, between us and another show. And, and it, I think it's a bit that everyone has fun with. Sure. Okay. Other okay, the other shows have been having fun with it. <laughs> I can't. I... <laughs> I'm sitting right here. <laughs> so yeah, I mean it, it's it's been it's been pretty cool. Um, we also have coming up uh near the end of August um. Trying to, I'm in the process of locking the note, locking him in. Uh, the audio producer for the Doctor Afra audiobook be coming on to talk about the production of this of the Doctor Afra book because it's done like a uh, almost like a, a a radio drama. The cool. way it's told, instead of the standard smugglers need to worry about this and that. It's it's scripted out, and, and it's a great book. It it really is. 
Awesome. Well, everything you guys are talking about, I'm going to make sure it goes into the show notes for this episode on my website, AaronBosick.com. So if somebody's going to look at some other of your shows, I'll make sure that all that gets in there. Um, cool. But in the meantime, I know it's getting late on both your time zone and mine, so I want to wrap this up while we can. Uh, where right. can people check out your stuff? Uh, any uh, links you want to throw out there, Twitter feeds? Uh, Derek, you start up. Oh, uh, uh, I'm not ready. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, uh, you can, if you want to check out my New England Society of Geeks podcast, um, you can do that by going to nesofg.com. And of course, um, you can also find me on Twitter at uh, NESOG Podcast uh, um, for that one. And you can also find me on Instagram. And that is under NESOG Pod. And I also have a New England Society of Geeks Facebook page. And for my other podcast, Keepers of the Fringe, uh, um, you can find me on the Facebook, Keepers of the Fringe Facebook page, Keepers of the Fringe on Instagram, uh, uh, Keepers of the Fringe on Twitter. And uh, actually, Twitter is at KOTFR. And uh, you can just follow me regularly on Twitter at NES of Geek. All right, then. I think that covers everything. <laughs> Well, with Weeby Geeks, uh, you can find Weeby Geeks at WeebyGeeks.net, uh, Weeby Geeks on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Mighty Marvel Geeks, uh, MightyMarvelGeeks.net, at Marvel Geeks on Twitter and Mighty Marvel Geeks on Instagram. Um, Wookie Radio is Wookie Radio in both places and WookieRadio.net. Uh, also, too, uh, I like to put out there, go to podcastawards.com. Uh, Mighty Marvel Geeks and Wookiee Radio are up for nomination in this year's awards. Uh, you have till Congrats. July. Thanks. You have till July 31st to vote. Uh, Mighty Marvel Geeks you can find in the entertainment category and Wookiee Radio in TV and film. So please go vote and help us make it to the finals. Mm -hmm. To the next round of judging. Awesome, awesome. Oh, and uh, just one more quick thing. You can mm -hmm. also find all of our podcasts, particularly my two, on WeebyGeeksPC.com. That's the whole collective. Good catch on plugging the collective. <laughs> <laughs> good job I'll, well guys thank you so much that. for getting together here I really had a good time and I'm looking forward to being on your show real soon yeah, uh, thanks for having thank us thank you yeah and, and thanks for, for joining us awesome awesome talk to you soon 
I would like to thank Derek and Michael for being my guests today, and I would like to thank you for listening. For the community building part of the show today, let's talk about podcast readers. Now, we all have our smartphones, and we all have our preferred podcast readers. Some of us use Google Play or the actual Apple Podcast app, and those things are all well and good. And some of us use podcast readers like, well, Overcast is my personal favorite. My suggestion is, if you're recommending a podcast reader to somebody, why not go ahead and offer to download it for them and plug in Hungry Trilobite in there while you're at it. Don't forget... You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, YouTube, and we are syndicated on Realm of the Mist, a fantastic podcast network. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time.